Good afternoon, Rebel Scum. This is podcasting, as Carl's reference goes. <laughs> um, welcome back to Star Wars and Coffee, hosted by your two favourites over the Gallery of Podcasts. My name is Ashley Ornestas Aop, and we've got Carl Bailo Bailas um, talking about all things Star Wars news, anything Star Wars related. Pretty much just a, a short informal chat, as most of the things are in the Gallery, uh, talking Star Wars. So, Star Wars. There's been zero news. Zero Literally movement. Nothing. So this this one's not going to be that long, or there's not much to talk about at Star Wars. We are getting like super nerdy and going like deep Law into and... theories and fan casting, and I kind of want to stay away from that. Kind of want to talk some Star Wars news that's coming out. What Disney there isn't any. Out. No, absolutely zero. <laughs> there there is something that we'd like to address quickly, um, which was the news of Obi Wan's uh, story. We we covered it in the last uh, Star Wars and Coffee about the location in England. Uh, now I think it's not in England. Now they confirmed it in LA. And Carl, you said what was the? Yeah. Um, so we I think I think we all assumed that it were going to be Obi Wan that would be in filmed in UK, but that's uh, apparently the Andor Cassian Cassian Andor show. You know, so completely from... flipped on its head. I think um, Ewan McGregor came on some American talk show and said that filming starts in LA. So you never know, that set could be used for which, the UK. Which would make sense, because, I mean, you would expect the Obi-Wan show to be set on Tatooine. There's not much sand in the UK. It doesn't look very Tatooine-y, whereas LA, California, do you know what I mean? Like out in... And I don't think they're flying out to the Middle East where it was uh, originally shot at you. Like, yeah. I don't think... yeah, it would be nice. I think the ruins for the, for the original films are still out there. Um, I've yeah. seen some Instagrammers and some YouTubers go out there and do some videos on it. So that it's is still nice, there. But yeah, that's. The, I think we're scraping up barrel there. That's the literal only Star Wars news that has been in the last what? It's been what a week, we hasn't it? Do, since... Yeah. Well, we wanted to do Star Wars and coffee again last week, and there were nothing last week, and we were like, "Oh, we said it'd be a bi-weekly thing," uh, and then this week there's still nothing. Absolute nothing. I'm, I'm sure but, pretty much last week I was like, it's nice to be a Star Wars fan this week. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now but, we're coming to this with nothing, but hey But me and Ash, being the hosts that we are, we we can talk about some stuff. We can. And we watched a, li- a little film last week. Ash reminded me that this film existed, actually. I'd seen it's, it I before. Think it's, yeah, it's one, it's one of the films that I've had on like Blu-ray for fucking years. Like... I, well, since the original release date, but now what we're talking about is fanboys. So if you've not seen it, it's a sort of spin-off film that takes on the same role of like any spin-off Star Wars film. Um, not directly. I don't think it's directly. They're never directly, directly influenced by like Star Wars. There's always like a story behind it. It just has yeah. like heavy Star Wars references. Yeah. Oh yeah. Def- very. Have you noticed in that film though that they reference Star Wars a lot, but when they reference the Trek, so for instance, you know when. Will Ferrell's dressed as the Star Trek characters. Yeah, when the Star Trek they're, like the actu- they're not actually Star Trek uniforms. No. Well, the, oh, I, never I mean, that. I'm not that big of a Trekkie. I do watch a bit of the Trek, but from my knowledge, they're just literal. Because even the logos, the Enterprise, the Federation logos, are different to what they are in the shows and things like that. So I wonder if that was some kind of. You can't have Star Wars and Star Trek in the same. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's Lucas Arts has uh, has decided that. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the actual it, thing. It, but it's weird that though, isn't it? That it's like that, that petty that it's. Yeah, like, now I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that and to make sure that's that's the thing. I, I don't quote me on it, but I do genuinely think that 
that they don't wear any of the uniforms because they even say that we they can't use Khan's likeness because of rights or something. You know, when it, it, it would the it, it would make sense definitely. See now, I want to give a quick synopsis uh, of what Fanboys is before we run off and talk about it too much before people don't know what it is. Uh, I will try and throw up a bit of like a preview on screen if I can uh, whilst I talk about it. But essentially, it's uh, a Star Wars fanatics take a cross country trip to George Lucas' Skywalker Ranch, which is so infamous. I think any any fan would love to go there. Um, so their dying friend can see a screening of. None other than the best Star Wars film, known to man. Episode one, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Debatable. <laughs> um, and the last episode of Star Wars and Coffee, you said very different. So. Well, it's one of the things, like, I think, I, I speak about it every fucking episode, and every single, like, episode of Gallery we do. Nostalgia is a huge thing with me, and I think it is with everybody else, and Phantom Menace holds a, a, a long, it holds a place in my heart, no matter how bad reviews or other theories it gets about it. So it's it's one of the films that's dear to me. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's, it's four groups of lads who sort of have their own little different personalities, own favourite characters. Um, the, one of the main scenes that cracks me up is the opening scene with a Halloween party, and it, they're like, not you guys again. They're all oh, dressed in the, the Stormtroopers. The door open. And they're like, I imagine, I imagine that would be us. It'd be literally the Stormtrooper outfits. Yeah, um, no, 100%. I can't pull a Jedi outfit off because I'm too big for that. So, But a Stormtrooper, you, be... might, you might just pull but... it off. I might. I mean, I don't think you'll have seen Rex from Clone Wars, but I might have to go as Rex from Clone Wars and just put a grey beard on because he's he's like a clone trooper. Just put, you know, let his sen go a bit, put a bit of weight on. <laughs> Saying that, if you've not seen the first episode of the watch of the watch along of Clone Wars that we are now doing, um, that is on the channel already. We just broke a hundred views in that video. Um, so yeah, please go away and uh, go and watch that. If you've not watched that, then come back to this video. If not, the link will be in the description for it. Yeah. So yeah, if you've got yeah, Rex... any other films. The, well, the, the, I mean, we watched one last week, to be fair. That it highly references it, and we did the watch-along that will eventually come. It's just an editing nightmare. But Zack and Mary Which, Kappa. I know it's not fully all the way through referenced in there, but it's, like, the, the main part of it is highly Star Wars. I know it's... Referenced. Referenced, and it's dirty blue... What, what, dirty. What, what, did, what did you want me to call Blue movies. <laughs> Blue movie. <laughs> that's what my mum used to call them a blue movie. But it's it's very you can tell that they all love Star Wars. So And I think I think that's a, a again we speak about it loads, but it's that re reoccurring sort of five or six people within the comedy worlds, including Kevin Smith and Seth Rogen. People who are like heavily interested by Star Wars and I think we're growing up and becoming filmmakers now. Yeah, do you think we, Sorry, carry on, carry on. So we see we see that th throughout pretty much Kevin Smith's work that Star Wars is heavily influenced and, and he speaks about that a lot, you know, how that goes throughout his filmmaking career. And I think it's very, very, um, very the same for, for like Seth Rogen and a few of those actors. Is Dan yeah. Fogan in that or not? I don't think he is, isn't he? I think I'm making that up. I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Do you think Kevin Smith made that blue movie version of Star Wars because he never thought he'd get to make a Star Wars film so he could actually be like right I'm going to make my own little Star Wars film inside of a film possibly and but I we, we've, and I'm I pretty sure say, we've said it do you know what I mean because that's what I'd do I'd be like if I'm making Zach and Mary make a porno and I'm like I need a theme for my porno then <laughs> the blue film. I'd, I'd probably use something that I love just so I can say that I kind of made a Star Wars film so this this is what we could, we were saying though if Kevin Smith doesn't get an episode of Mandalorian or some sort of spin off with his connections with like John Favreau and like Ahsoka yeah. like if he doesn't get an episode or something to direct in the near future 
Uh, questions will be asked because it, it does have a big reference on the Star Wars world and the community. Like a lot of his fans will enjoy Star Wars films. Uh, do we see that coming in the future? I, I really hope so. Like, I'll class. be very shocked if he doesn't ever get a Star Wars episode, especially uh, an Ahsoka episode. With ha- with his close ties to Rosario Dawson, it's the perfect like segue to, it's to foot get in the door, involved. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the best. I think it's personally the best way to get him involved with it. And like you said, he's his friends. We um, didn't he John go F- to? He went to a Star Wars film, didn't he? Where it, Last uh, Jedi, I think yeah, uh, one of the two. Um, I think he was. Don't quote me on this YouTube or, or Reddit or wherever. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was meant to be cast as a stormtrooper, as we've seen. Like Tom Hardy, you well, the scene has been cut if you've not seen it, but Tom Hardy was cast as a stormtrooper as well. There's a lot yeah, of like famous Daniel Craig, Pri- Daniel uh, Prince Craig. Charles, or Prince uh, Charles was on set, that. I think. I something, something along the line. Simon Pegg is the yeah. you know, the guy that gives her the the rations in. Yeah episode seven which is cool like you know if, but that's how samuel l got his start as well though isn't it like literally, this is the, like, i just want to like be the background uh, the, the then, um have you seen the, the behind the scenes of um uh, samuel l jackson uh, choosing his lightsaber color talking to george no. i'll have to link it because it's fucking hilarious like he's talking to, seen... talking to george lucas like oh so when do we get to choose our lightsaber color and george <laughs> lucas is like well people don't normally get to choose their lightsaber color <laughs> well i've seen a i've seen a clipper on What's it called on uh, Graham Norton show? And he's right. like, "Yeah, I went over and I was just supposed to be in there a little bit, but I wanted to see my son because it's in Attack at Clones. He first makes his proper appearance with a lightsaber, and he's like, I wanted to be able to put my son out at crowd. yeah with a purple. So I wanted a purple yeah, lightsaber, and apparently George was like, no, lightsabers are either blue or green. Yeah, yeah I think I it must be the same thing I've seen. Yeah, but I want a purple one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, and apparently it's a uh, badass motherfucker on Hill as well. Uh, I say, are, are you going to deny a film legend that that right? I, I possibly don't think. So. Oh no! But the beauty of Star Wars is, is the people accepted it, and then they wrote a massive lore about it and why he's got a purple lightsaber and and the reasons he's got a, like his character. I know we were having a conversation earlier on, but you're not a massive fan. But I think Mace Windu is such a great character. The fact that he uses the dark side to Fighting an extent, and, and then hence that's why his lightsaber is purple because it bleeds that little bit of red into it. Do you know what I mean? So to turn it purple, I think it's such a cool way. And the fact that he uses his shatter point ability to like basically, I'm, ju- I'm is... just disappointed that he's not in Battlefront Two to play as heroes. Like, yeah, I, which is a bit strange. The... If I were EA, I'd be like, who, who shall we have as uh, characters? I get Mace Windu in there. Do you know Ma- what I mean? To be honest with you, maybe the rights for Samuel L. Jackson are too high for him to go in the game. Like, possibly. To like, be fair, that might, it might be, you know, that he's like, no, I want loads of money. He's, he's plus 50, isn't he? And he's still relevant to this day. Like, yeah, so, he, I can't remember what I age mean, is. Do you know any old school action stars like that that are still put, like, that age and still, still kicking stuff? But not still kicking. He's doing stuff like MCU and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? He's still relevant in the world of film. Relevant, yeah. He's done such a. I mean, this is going off on a tangent. It's not about Star Wars, but he's done so well with his career. Do you know what I mean? So he sticks with it. All praise to Samuel. Again, we shout people out. Samuel, if you want to come on the podcast, we're all ears. You know what I mean? God, these guests are getting bigger each week. We start. We start. We started off with director of Toxic Avenger, and now we're going up to Mason. <laughs> hey, I'm completely lying because it's not that's not fucking on yet. But yeah, no. But yeah, 
you know. Back to fanboys. Like, can you imagine? So obviously, the film is set all around the kid wanting to, trying to steal the, the first copy of the Phantom Menace. And essentially, yeah, he's, he's dying. His friends are dying. So yeah, they've always had in in the head. They've always had this like stand by me esque film. Like they've got to always travel across the world or the country, or whatever, to, to watch this film because his friends are dying. So. Can you, can you imagine getting there, watching Phantom Menace and being like, oh my God. Like loving Star Wars that much, thinking I'm going to die. And then you watch Phantom Menace. I mean, I know you love it. And there is great parts in that film, but I'd have been very disappointed that that's my last film I saw on my deathbed. But then again, <laughs> it's it very similar to like, we not they at that point in time they'd not had a Star Wars film for what like ten fifteen years or something. Daft like I don't know the no. cra- I don't I don't know when Empire uh, Return of Jedi came out and when Episode One came. Out. I don't know the time period. I think it's probably a couple of years, like at least ninety ninety nine. Did it come out Front of Menace? Something like that. Yeah. So, so I do get where they're coming from because I mean we waited how many years for you know Force Awakens? Exactly. That's we, what I'm trying to we say. We went in, we watched that, and I came out buzzing my tits off after Force Awakens like it's best film I've ever seen <laughs> and I did Samsung rate, Samsung rating series <laughs> what is it what do you say Samsung rating yeah 10 Scott Samsons out of 10 Scott Samsons <laughs> yeah. love it I have to clip that and send it in brilliant um, yeah. so perfect segue on to something else Carl wanted to mention Carl's done again a fucking fantastic uh, job of getting all the topics out for this, for this episode I've been lacking but fantastic, fantastic segue on to talking about um, how people f- should first watch Star Wars. Um, I think you you saw a quote or something somewhere about it's, how kids should watch it. It's been a big thing, because I'm on a couple of Star Wars groups on Facebook, and obviously, because we're on lockdown in UK, so parents have got to keep their kids occupied when they're not at school. So a lot of parents are showing their kids Star Wars for the first time, and there's been a lot of debate in these groups on how you should, how we should show our kids them. But I think it's very subjective how you should show it because, uh, again, for my time period, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than yourself, but for like for my time period, Phantom Menace was my first experience of a Star Wars film in a theatre, yeah. or like it was my first Star Wars film, and I think that's why it resonates with me well. But if you're an older than me and possibly older than yourself, like I think then you'll want to watch it from the original original think, like original think, trilogy. But I think that's the thing. I think it comes with the era that you watched it. Like me personally, I would show my kids. A New Hope first. I would show the the sequel trilogy, A New Hope, Empire and Return, and then I'd go to Phantom. And the way I yeah, so release essentially. Order. So that's the way I'd show them because I can't imagine not getting that Luke, I am your father moment. Like, See, it's, in, it's integral, but I think you're also again. I've not watched it in any other way other than release order. Um, other than like once the movies randomly come on Sky and I've, I've put something on every now and then, like I've never watched it any other way other than the release order. So I've not sat down and thought, right, okay, today I'm going to watch. I'm going to crack the Blu-rays out and today I'm going to watch like uh, the Machete order, the Marathon order, the, the Completist order. Like I've never done it in in that way. What I would like to do is just looking at what the order over on my left on screen here is watch it in the Completist order, which apparently is the chronological uh, chronolo- chronological order. Um, so Age of Republic, uh, Age of Rebellion, and then Age of Resistance. Now, that does include, for example, like Rebels, Solo Story, um, the Clone Wars animated series. Like, so it, 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 there's a, a vast amount of things which you're never going to watch in one day. Like, I don't even think you could yeah. watch the, the original trilogy in one day. You possibly could. Uh, yeah, you... I've done that. I've watched six in, in a day. 
sixth in a day. So I'd like to do it in the chronological order, and I think that is a fantastic way to learn Star Wars. However, there's so many different ways to watch, like Clone Wars, and, th- and then there's debates about which way you put Mandalorian, and which like yeah. th- it, it's so in depth that even a fan like myself who's not watched all of Clone Wars again, segue, please link a description to watch me and Carl watch Clone Wars. Um, it, it leaves that bridge in the water where I'm like, right, if my kid wants to watch Star Wars again, what would I show him? And probably the answer would be a new hope. So that's what, that's what I'd go with personally. Cause again, I find what the original trilogy did for me was I wanted more Star Wars after that. And there wasn't that much Star Wars around then. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now, you can... But then saying that, I bet it's hard to keep a kid's attention span through A New Hope. Because, again, it doesn't really hold up to this day. Do you know what I mean? See, what age do you think that a Star Wars fan should watch Star Wars? Now, that's probably highly debatable online, but for me, for an understanding as as a child, I, I probably wouldn't... I'd show my children Star Wars... Um, and let them understand it at like, a very early age because, again, like the animated series like Rebels and stuff is probably easy to watch and understand and then go back to it. But if my child was like, all right, he's, I don't know, 10, 12 or whatever, I'd be like, right, okay, you can sit down, you can understand the logic of it, understand like how far in depth it can go and the moral of the story, essentially, that I'd, I'm, I'm probably putting the age around like 10. I think probably 10 is a good time to have an attention span probably, for like an yeah. hour film. I've... I mean, I think I've seen kids younger, but it depends on the kid as well if their attention span is there. Do you know what I mean? I think it's all down to circumstances and things like that. Like, again, as your kid got a good attention span, can it? Do you know what I mean? There's some kids out there that can sit down and watch the old school films like Chitty Chitty Bang Bangs and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas then the new, there are kids that just want the the explosions and the fighting and things like that. And I think again, I think it's when you get older. I think it's when you when when you get older, you'll start to go back and rewatch the old old films. Because if my kid was into the flashiness and all the great CGI and stuff like that, I'd probably start my kids on the, you know, on seven, eight, and nine. Personally, right. because you know that that's you get where I'm coming from. Whereas I watched, as, I think it was today actually when we were talking about it that obviously um, uh, Ryan Johnson's uh, Return of the Jedi that he made that film um, like essentially to to bring a lot of Star Wars fans in. It was a behind the scenes thing, and he was talking about how he wanted that younger audiences to understand Star Wars as like a whole and bring them into the new franchise. Now I kind of understand that, and I think that what the the 789 have done it has bring a new forefront to star wars and that's fantastic same as mandalorian it's bringing a whole new fans into the star wars saga and then getting them to understand the story and essentially creating and breeding the next you know generation of star wars fans which is great because it's lasted so long i'd hate to see it now die out um but it's one of those things like i don't want a star wars fan to watch the worst star wars film ever and then go oh that's shit i'm never gonna watch it again Yeah, because you're missing out on so much that's great do you know what i mean that's the thing like i said to you earlier on i don't i don't want to hate on someone's work because he's put a lot of effort into that film do you know what i mean he's put his blood sweat and tears into that film and i don't think any film's truly completely 100 percent bad i've said to you many times that the the cinematography in Last Jedi is absolutely incredible. Some of the shots, some of the shots are that, fantastic in that film. Is it, some of the most beautiful shots that Star Wars has ever seen. My problem with that film is, and I'm all right with you trying to get the new fans in. I understand that. I understand that we have a next generation of Star Wars fans, and you have to do that. That's why I don't mind Rise of the Skywalker that much. I think it does a good job of the fan service for the older generation. 
and a good job of bringing new fans in. My that's what I, th- that's what I think it's about these days. I don't think it's about like trying not to tarnish the name as such because I, I wouldn't be... There was a, a fake Reddit post um, essentially about talking of Ray's story and, and where she goes from Rise of Skywalker. Now, again, this is a fucking brilliant segue to move on to one of the other topics is, is that what do we want to see and you know what do you want to see from, from the next generation of Star Wars fans and, and how how is that going to progress and, and what you, essentially, yeah, what you'd want to see for the next generation, I guess. Me personally, I'd want I, I want to see where Ray's story goes. I want to see what she does. I want to see if she goes on just go on to make a new Jedi Order like Luke did in the books. Do you know what I mean? I I, I would love to see the next iteration of Ray's story. Is it on top of my list? No. But if it came out, I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, it's it's subjective to who your favorite character is first. Like. I, I'm not a huge like solo fan, for example. But if Han, so- if I'd watched as a child, watched Han Solo and thought, "Fuck, that character is amazing," and then Solo'd come out and Solo's been my first like Star Wars film in the cinema, I'd be hoping for a fucking you know bring Solo back, bring him, bring a standalone you no know, series back or something like. Let me expand on that character's you know yeah. series more. Like I think it's so subjective, and, and people with who've grown up with Ray will then oh, there are like kids out series, there yeah. yeah there are kids out there that love ray and they are she is a role model to kids out there and i don't deny that one bit and again i wouldn't i wouldn't turn my nose up at a ray a ray tv show or a ray movie or something like that at the end of the day it's star wars content and i can appreciate star wars content where it wherever it comes from and i'll watch it do you know what i mean so bottom line I mean, then I even, what would you like to see Personally, I wish we'd have gone down the route of the Legends route. Right. So we could have got the Darth Cadus Yuuzhan Vong War kind of thing that went off. Cause Which notoriously in film and TV they tend to miss quite a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, Cadus was supposed to be Kylo. And it just... I, me personally, I think Cadus was such a great character. He were, he were a great Jedi and then... He foresaw the future of a more powerful being on the throne taking over the world. So he went out of his way to learn the different ways of the Force, not just the ways of a Jedi, to be able to stop this Force. Now he does turn to dark side, and then he becomes that all-evil being himself. But he's such an intriguing character that, you know, he, he goes off and he does... He's not supposed to be your Anakin's or your Luke's or anything like that, but he becomes that. Do you know what I mean? He chooses his own destiny kind of thing. Would you not like to see a, a new character then reborn? For example, like Mando, before we had Mandalorian, we, we nobody really, obviously we had bounty hunters in like the universe, but nobody really had an idea who who Mando was. And that story, again, he's, he's still unwinding when the season's coming. Are we going to see, for example, all these characters that are now coming together in, in the series, such as Mandalorian, in a future film? Are we going to see those crossovers? Are we, are we going to jump back in time? I, I really struggle now to, to think that... I, I'm sort of like 50-50 on the fence in saying that I'd love a completely new story from, from brand new, starting from the point now, and we're, then we're going to have eight, nine, ten movies from this point onwards, from the next yeah. sort of Star Wars. I'd love to see that, because I'm thinking, again, as a Star Wars fan, I'm thinking, holy shit, the amount of like content that we'll get over my lifespan now of Star Wars yeah, yeah, is embedded yeah. in history. Like I'm going to see that, whereas... Yeah. I mean, my favourite thing that I would ever want from Star Wars is a Knights of the Old Republic film or TV show set 
thousands and thousands and thousands of years before Phantom Menace. You know, the this the Mandalorian Wars where the Jedi's fought the Mandalorians and things like that. I think and the problem and the beauty of that back there is is you're so much unexplored, so you can just create whatever you kinda want to create. And then if you want to take from Legends, you can take from Legends. Which Star Wars tend to do a little bit anyway, you know, they they chuck the in there, they've brought uh, yeah. thrown from I, I, there. It might have been Legends or Canon I think I was referring to earlier where I was saying like they tend to stay away it might be Canon, they tend to stay away from Canon stuff when it comes to film and T V. Uh, although Legends stuff one of the I, I can't remember the top of my head. Canon Canon is your is your actual timeline and Legends is your stuff that got all So it must have been Legend like but, the books of Legends that yeah, I've read they, they pull, tend to But they do pull from there. So Thrawn that's in um Rebels and it gets mentioned in Mando, he's pulled from a le- from Legends. He was in Legends books. And I think again that's Same from as... fan service from Favreau, like that's probably come from Yeah. That agreed. And then you've got like Darth Bane, he was originally Legends and then, you know, he got mentioned in um Clone Wars and it it's not like they've they've been in it loads, but the subtle mentions that makes them right, so he is canon. If that makes sense. But the stories that they told are not canon, but the character is, is. if that makes sense. So you're pulling so, it from a different universe. I'd like yeah. to see stuff like that, I guess. Um, I'm just hoping, it's I'm just, just holding out for new characters and, and, and new storylines. Yeah, story no, yeah. it's just, I just think it's beautiful that you can, the, the characters that were loved in the Legends series, you can bring them back. And it's just a nice fan service from Disney saying, yeah, we did love this character. We know you love this character and we'll bring this character back. Alive, what I think, sense. what I think is what we're gonna see. This is my like true opinion of what we'll see, not what I want, because what I want is a fucking R-rated hack and slash fucking Jedi movie or Sith movie where there's guts, blood, gore, people's arms flying off, which we'll never. Well, I don't think we'll ever get. Unfortunately, we're borderline that with Mandalorian uh, with the age rating, but Star Wars is available to all ages now, so I don't think we'll ever get an R-rated Star no. Wars, is, is which I want. Maybe some fan films, mm. um, but what I think we'll see is, for example, we'll see like a raise. Um, storyline go on to uh, to Disney Plus and, and we'll see like a, a series along that way and just the way film and TV are going we're, we're starting to move towards more 30-45 minute episodes um, that are telling a story over a long period of time that can get a viewer base and audience in because essentially movies and cinema unfortunately as Hollywood knows is a money making thing like Hollywood runs on money so as much as like fan service is a thing there is directors out there like Favreau which will give fans what they want um, we will unfortunately start to see more series and TV shows than we're going to yeah. see films. Um, that's th- that's my think I'm a throw out there. Will tend to be more TV than the movies. I mean, we've announced all these TV shows, but we've hardly announced any movies whatsoever. I mean, they did say they were going to take a step back from the movies, didn't they? The only reason we've got all these TV shows announced is really because Mando did so well. Which we're now again, to... I'm still buzzing not... for. <laughs> Yeah, but we're now going to see, was it a one-it wonder? Did it, do you know what I mean? Does it resonate through other TV shows? I mean, we've got like well, the one that I wrote down, that, that The Acolyte. I mean, I mentioned the other day, there's a book called Dark Acolyte, and it's got nothing to do with that. But this Acolyte is set, no, again, that's set towards the end of the High Republic era, which is a thousand years before Phantom Menace. So... It's completely new characters. You can't. You, this show has not got the beauty of being able to bring your Boba Fett in, and it's not got the beauty. Do you know what I mean? Them little subtleties. The only character that can really come into that is Yoda, and as a young character. So, but we'll see. 
I just I was just quickly googling when uh, Fallen Order was set because what I'd like to see is Fallen uh, Order's after three, I think. Before. So so what I'd like to see would be sort of Fallen Order then play into not only a TV series but possibly lead into a full fledged motion picture. Um, I think bringing those characters in, into into the the universe again, it's one of those things. You know, with the books out and stuff, there's so much to, you know, reference material to pull from. I'd love to see that the fact that Fallen Order starts to make its way into a, a theatrical release. Now, the movie or the game and the cutscenes are like a movie, um, but I'd love to see that on a big screen. I think that would be a fantastic yeah, thing to watch. Agreed. Fallen Order is such a great story. It doesn't get enough credit for praise. It for the story that it actually tells. I think because I, I, it is a video game, people then tend to underlook, yeah, like underlook the, it. the side of it. But I, I genuinely hope, because like I, I think I said this in the last episode as well, I hope we respawn don't not make another one just because EA have sold the rights, you know, have, well not sold, but had the rights taken away. I'm pretty, I sure, I saw, so, EA... I'm pretty sure I saw that, that on Twitter, EA have said they're not stepping out from Star Wars, they will continue right, to make Star Wars. That, I, yeah. That's fine then. I think the beauty of that is the fact that everybody else can now make Star Wars and yeah. it's not just EA. It, loads of different in, Yeah, in my opinion, it's just great that we get loads of different Star Wars content, which at the end of the day, the more Star Wars content, the more Star Wars and coffee. Exactly, and the more, the more fan service is better. But on that note, we don't want to run over time. Um, we've all got stuff to do today, unfortunately. Yeah, I want to show quickly, I have got a mug. I think Carl's also got the same mug as well. Um, regrettably, mine's got water in it. It's not got coffee in it today. Regrettably, um, mine's got nothing in it. It did have a cup of tea in it, but we try... We, right, a quick note. Star Wars and coffee were supposed to be a daytime thing, but me and Ash can't always record in the day. So, we struggle. We struggle. So I've just had my tea and uh, I've got a cherry Coke instead because you can't have a brew with your tea. But at the mean? end of the day, Star Wars and coffee is meant to take that premise of you sat in a coffee shop and you're just chatting the shit like that. Yeah. Is, is yeah. the point of it. Um, Next time, so, I guarantee you we'll have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. I promise you. With the fan service of Star Wars and Coffee is there. Um, but on that segue, I'd like to say thank you very much for, for joining in for, for the amount of time that you have done. Um, again, if you're listening on this and audio side of it, pop over to YouTube uh, to see our beautiful faces and the beautiful graphics that we post weekly. There is Star Wars content going out on the channel. So if you are a Star Wars fan, check out the YouTube page. There's thousands. I say thousands. There's probably like two uh, two YouTube videos out there talking about Star Wars. If you found this from a Facebook page or I've LinkedIn, then please again stick around to the gallery. We are a film, TV and just general podcasting channel. We love anything to do with film and TV. Um, so yeah, hit the subscribe button and uh, we'll see you around for the next episode. As always, fan service right here. Has Carl got any parting words? Fear leads to the dark side of the force <laughs> <laughs> okay see you guys thank you very much see you next I one. forgot the quote <laughs> <laughs>